Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 15th, payday. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, payday for some. It's payday for some. Not, I, don't, I don't get paid on the 15th. It used to be. I'm doing good. What are how you doing? How you doing? doing? Uh, I'm good. Just, you know, full disclosure, recording this early. I think it's best for my mental health. Uh, that we record this prior to the Browns Steelers Thursday night game. I People, fear for what I might be disappointed. Well, you know, Freddie going up against the top flight defense, and you know, just not having the pot. Like I just, I'm. It's best that we're not be recording late. I, I think it's gonna be a death. Uh, just I fear for what could happen. I, I'm hopeful, but extremely fearful. So I was, I was ready. I had my whole afternoon clear. I was ready to to cozy up. Start a fire and watch me some Mayakoba action. I was disappointed that it was rained out. Yeah, well, this is the curse of the L2 can. L2 can's revenge, in my opinion. They've gotten eight inches of rain this week or something, with more coming Thursday night into Friday. Like, there's no way they're going to restart at seven on Friday. Are we this looking is, at uh, a shortened event? I think we might be looking at a, the Champions Tour special. Colgard Classic Special, kind of uh, 54 holes, maybe a Monday finish. We'll see. Uh, I, maybe they push it to Monday. I start late Friday. What is it? I think it's like 130-some players in the field, I want to say. It's not. It's obviously not a full field this time of year. Uh, probably still too many. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's you know, gets dark there. It's, it's the uh, – <clears throat> I'm not strong at geography, but – this is the east coast of Mexico, I believe. I'm I don't know. Certain. I haven't looked at a map recently. So I, I think it gets dark there. You know, six five thirty. So, you know what's not in a rain delay and is under a, a, a off to a fast and unbelievable start. <laughs> the European Tour, the Net Bank, <laughs> unbelievable first round. Sun City. Over there, yeah, you want to read? You want know these names that are at the top of this leaderboard? I do. We got Louis, the mattress king. He's he's battling kidney stuff. This is amazing. This is incredible. Shot nine under. He's three out in front. I thought he was about to withdraw or something. He said he was going to withdraw. He was in the hospital overnight. I, I I've never had kidney stones. I, it, from all of you know, I, it's something I never want to have. It, it just sounds, sounds like, excruciating. It sounds awful. I can't think of many worse things than kidney stones. Well, I can think of many worse things, but yes, that that sounds excruciating. I'm saying not like uh, as like a yes, short term thing. 
Like not being put in a wood chipper. Like that's not the same category. Not like losing a limb. Like that wouldn't constitute a can't like terminal diseases would not, you know, (laughs) but like in terms of a, I'm glad we're limiting a short term, like three day issue. Kidney stones is near the top of of the list for me. Yeah. It, 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 nothing about it sounds pleasant. So he's in the hospital overnight. Just comes out. Blazes with a 63, three-shot lead. Said he was walking uh, around slower than usual. Probably got him into a good groovy tempo. <laughs> you think? I think he might have listened to the 59th Street Bridge song before he played. <laughs> Slow down. You move too fast. I mean, I, I, I have questions about him being able to finish, though, too. Like, Well, that's always a concern with Usti. <laughs> it really Doesn't win is. a lot. Yeah, all right. Three back is Thomas Dietrich, former University of Illinois star. Illinois, yeah. yeah. He's probably inspired by Lovey's resurgent Illinois uh, football season. You know, one listener requ- requested that I mention the guy who blew the Monday Night Football for the 49ers, this new kicker, was from Illinois. Uh-huh. Chase McLaughlin, I think it was his name. Yeah. Alex Ramsell is the listener that. DM me so I bet it's a new day for Illinois those guys moved on to the pros you know the guy that blew Monday night football has nothing on one (laughs) Cody Parkey that's true where is he these days I don't know I saw he met he hit he hit another uh upright earlier this year how is he in the league how did somebody put him on his on their team you know what I didn't like about him as just a I'm not a Bears fan how he did that whole little like publicity tour afterwards and went on like the today show and like it's just like go away for a little bit buddy you know all right so thomas dietrich that dietrich, was quite a dietrich hasn't road. won yet in 3 years he's had a lot of a lot of high finishes maybe we're on the we're you know heading for an era of belgian dominance they got illinois has got another belgian young kid well colsarts just won right yeah but I'm no, saying the pipeline's still going to Champagne. How did that happen? Does Mike Spall have relatives in Brussels or something like that? I heard they really like swaffles, and that's how I kind of started. <laughs> oh, such low bar for humor here Thursday afternoon. <laughs> so, it worked on me. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll find out. I'll, I'll find out. I'll do All a little right. research. I'll, I'll report right. back on Monday. All right. Fantastic. Uh Guido Migliozzo. Oh, yeah, was, Guido. That's a name butchering and a half. Migliozzi. Uh, Migliozzi. Don't take my word for it, but that's a, just a guess. He's in third. And then, and then, really, in fourth, this is where the star power comes in. Oh, God. Big Earn, Ernie Els, <laughs> and Westy. Xander Lombard, too, but Westy, yeah, defending gonna... champion, Lee Westwood, <laughs> off to a blazing start, even despite having a fried egg lie I saw in round that. one. I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to tweet about that, because that came across my Twitter feed early this morning. Yeah, I was, I was trying to limit the Twitter usage this morning. That's perfect. That's great. And, um, and, uh, and you know, I got, I got a f- few people mentioned mentioned it to me stunning stunning great up uh, and down i got some good westy quotes i was gonna say what was on on your 
you know, grading of fried eggs, where did that fall? That seemed pretty. It was extreme. on the upslope, so it's way helps. easier. Yeah, okay. I mean that that was a that was a pretty easy fried egg lies. If you have green to work with, like he had there, are really easy shots. You just gotta pop it out. Like yeah. everybody, everybody makes huge mistakes with fried egg lies. Like they think, oh, I gotta swing so hard because it's buried, and and you yeah. don't, and and it's a crime that. <laughs> All these instructors have said that. If you've got green to work with, swing as hard as you would normally swing because the ball's just going to rock it once it hits the green. The key, the only time fried egg lies are hard shots is when you yeah. don't have green to work with or you yeah, have a long carry. We've got Dave Pels over here imparting wisdom, short game wisdom on the on the audience. I, you know, I, I think I got up and down like 70% of the time I had fried egg lie this year. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are his quotes? All right. So, you know, Wesley finished t- top 10, T10 last week. So this was in the, the lead up to, you know, his defending champion. Defending champions get interviewed every week. He's the <laughs> defending champion, if, in case you yeah. guys were wondering. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sun City. It's actually his fourth. He's won at this golf course four times in his career. Three Ned Banks and then one Sunshine Tour. What? Yeah. Four? Four. Four times he's won. Wow. No wonder he good vibes last year. Ended the drought. So he said, I started working with Robert Rock a few weeks ago. Oh, he did? Yeah. The week at Wentworth. I want to talk about this. I didn't know Westy was doing I wanted to talk about Bob Rock becoming an instructor. I didn't know Westy was with him. I wasn't hitting it very well, and gradually, over the last few weeks, I've started to hit it better and better, and my ball flights come back, and distance control has come back. I've been working with Phil Kenyon as well on the greens, and gone with the claw grip, and rolled a few in last week. Just a combination of everything. I've sharpened everything up. I had a chance with five holes left last week. Hit a couple poor shots coming in. Now, that happens. Sometimes you have bad shots coming in on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm making these slight... on a Sunday. That's <laughs> context with Westy. I mean, hey. sometimes more than yeah, more often than sometimes. I would say I'm making these slight changes, so it's harder to get it uh, on the golf course, especially when you're trying to win a golf tournament. Got a little too aggressive on a couple holes, but was 18 under with five to play and had a sniff because 20 was in a, pl- a playoff. Obviously. Was pleased with last week's performance after a slow first round 71. Fed off that, gained some confidence on it. Hammer, Westy, long shot, Masters. <laughs> Phil Kenyon. How did you? you know who was working with Phil Kenyon uh, before he won a major championship and everybody was amazed at his turnaround and his putting? Was it Sergio? Who? Molinari. Oh, really? Frankie, I've heard uh, kind of a contrary story about working with Phil, old Phil. How could you go wrong when you switch to the claw at age 48? (laughs) I heard Phil, you know, sort of filled Rory's heads with with a bunch of numbers that got him all messed up. But I I don't know. Westy's 46. You know that Westy's birthday is three days before mine. Is that right? Yeah. What? What's the wrong? What? That make? Who cares? I just realized that. That's like my uncle's cousin's <laughs> sister's friend. We're both Tauruses. He's, 
he's three days. It's not your birthday. It's three <laughs> days separate, and you're like separate. It's not. It's not the same year. He's like fifteen. We're both, we're both Tauruses. Great bulls. Good. Yeah. That's not interesting. That's like a that's like a FedEx Cup stat that you like. These are all the guys well, who won this event and where they finished at the FedEx Cup that year. Just not a lot of relevancy there. Well, so. I just thought I'd figure I'd relay the info. All right, fantastic. So, so he's in the hunt. Four-time winner at Sun City. Do, do we have any crocodile incident? Is there anything like that? I saw Tommy Fleetwood's ball got a you know assaulted by a mongoose. PGA Tour, you know, social team just has to be kicking themselves over. The, this is the why they need to expand into the world tour, like we talked on about. The table, animal content. They're leaving on the table. You know, the iguanas or whatever they got down in Mayakoba this week just aren't enough. Small time shit compared to baboons and mongoose. Mongoose? Is it mongoose? Mongooses? Mongai. <laughs> that can't be right. Uh, all right, so you're, you're fired up about that. Are you going to get up, watch this overnight? Yeah, possibly. This, if I, something's got to fill my Mayakoba vibe, my vi- void of Mayakoba. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't think they're going to be starting on Friday at Mayakoba. That's all we got for results, right? It's just those two events. Check in. Just checking in those two. We could get more if we wanted. But there's anything else from South Africa you care to mention right now? Um, no, nothing. <laughs> well, it, it was it was a good day for the woods. Westwood and Fleetwood, both in the top 10. <laughs> thought you were referring to the restaurant. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get to uh, the big news that broke, sadly, after we recorded on Wednesday. Billy Playfair. Billy doesn't play Mayfair. Uh, is this really news? Isn't this who we thought he was? Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> but it's just an added, added entry to the Wikipedia ledger. Um, Michael Bamberger with kind of a full story filling in, actually filling in the details with reporting, coloring uh, in the lines. We, what did we, we referenced this last week, but we, we didn't know about the ball search. That was actually the sub, uh, subject of his DQ. Um, so this is just a, a fantastic, you know, given the character, we understand Mayfair to be as, as kind of a mismarked the ball, just Shades outside the lines, allegedly, according to other players. Uh, it's just kind of a, a juicy story. And, and Bamberger reports it out. Um, you know, there was a bunker issue where it was on the slope, you know, the grass between, you know, the bunker and the green on an upslope. Jams his club down in the grass. Ball moves. Camera's right on him. And he, you know, he narrates the version of events that the camera... <laughs> does my, not corroborate my favorite thing uh, was that he looked at, when the ball moved yes, he looked back around. at the camera <laughs> to see if the camera was watching it whipped around he's like oh shit it's like when you like <laughs> shank a ball at the range and you like snap up yes, to like see yes. if anybody oh, oh, saw oh, it oh, <laughs> make sure make sure nobody saw that cool <laughs> shank huh. yeah. yeah i know that i know that feel uh so yeah, Mayfair like so that's the like he just I don't know. Then he claims, you know, he just misremembered it. They show him the tape, he signs the right card, he makes sure he gets, you know, the penalty for that. He should have moved it back to where it was. 
taking a one-shot penalty. So instead he takes two. Uh, but the other issue was on the 11th hole where he lost his ball and they searched for it. And, you know, he claims he knew it was three minutes. He, he originally said, you know, you, it's, you now have only three minutes to search for the ball. They took four minutes and 50 seconds or four minutes and 55 seconds after a rules official went and found the tape and counted it himself. But uh, old Billy there, they found it. He quickly played on. Uh, after four plus four plus four minutes fifty seconds plus, uh, and you know from that point his scorecard is just like null and void, right? So because he exceeded the three minute time limit, so he should have gone back to retee. His score does not count for eleven, and he's just over. The tournament's over. <coughs> after the round, though, he claims. He didn't know. He thought it was still five minutes. This was this was now actually the next morning. I think it's Sunday morning. Uh, that like they go, hey, we we found the tape, which wasn't televised, but we have tape. And you know, it's five minutes. He goes, I, he goes, I thought it was five minutes that I had when he had already gone on the record and told them he knew the rule change was three minutes. He'd already gone on the record and said it's three minutes. When he's confronted with it on Sunday morning, he goes, oh, I thought I had five. And just like got, playing stupid, like you did with the further, further bury oh, Mister May. Well, yeah. <laughs> let me let me pull that up. So, <laughs> so he's got like he just contradicts himself over and over and over again. Hold on a sec. I gotta pull up these quotes. Um, but yeah, it just it's it's like never ending. So not only did he contradict himself, you know you know, that weekend. But uh, he also was well aware that it had gone to three minutes. We were uh, sent a tweet, I think, by Matt Malika. Somebody sent us a tweet. Jack Garswood tweeting, at, I think, you know, Bamberger, Alan Shipnuck's article, uh, tweeting Bamberger's article of a video. Billy Mayfair on BillyMayfairGolf.com, a website I'm not, Ooh. hadn't been aware existed before today. YouTube video, start of the year, talking about the rules changing. And here's old, uh, here's a, a clip, a section of it from uh, old Billy. Of the changes, which comes to mind that you think would help the pace of play? Well, I, I think maybe looking for your ball for, for three minutes instead of five minutes. Listen, when you walk up there to a position, and there's so many people out on the PGA Tour, there's marshals and all that, there's no reason for you to lose a ball. And if you can't find that ball within three minutes, you're not going to find it in five minutes. So I, I think that would help a lot. I think that would speed up play. Uh, also, I think hitting. So just so good. We have the receipts here. Billy Playfair, you know, uh, pleading ignorance that he didn't know it had switched from five to three. But, you know, just read the transcript. What, what do you think this uh, this trail of, of paper trail that Playfair's left? deserves in terms of punishment well as a bamberger wrote it i don't know what are you gonna do suspend him from the tour hey one of the things i took away from this the most took away was the the wife and and the new wife thing you guys (laughs) he was married to tammy they got divorced and now he's engaged to another tammy with an i it's different spelling (laughs) two tammies just the most absurd thing how many? I mean, 
He's got a type, I guess. Do you, I don't do you know. know any Tammies? I actually don't. No, I don't. Per- I know like they're I'm trying to think of like a celebrity Tammy. But no, I, I don't personally know a Tammy. I don't think I personally know any Tammies either. <laughs> he knows two. He's been married to two. <laughs> it's crazy. It's kind of the most, it's the most ridiculous and different spelling. So, I mean, you can claim that. Um, that, that was my favorite part of the Bamberger article. So, you know, have you, know, you he, ever watched It's Always Sunny? No, my wife loves that show, but I don't. <laughs> when, I, whenever I hear Tammy, I always think of the episode of the classic Tammy. <laughs> that means nothing to me, but I, whatever. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just kind of a, Laundry list of, of intrigue and rules abuses here from a, a player that's known to have some issues with the rules. Um, cavalier with the rules, as, as one might say. Uh, and part of the Bamberg article talked about, like, you know, he's had some financial difficulty. So he's one of these guys. He's like, he talks about it in the article. Like, I'm relying on the champion store for these paychecks to get out of the hole. You know, and, and, you know, that can maybe make you more unscrupulous when your ball rolls or you're clocking your look for your ball. The clock's running. So you never know. It's, it's some, uh, somebody tweeted at Tron Carter something. Oh, yeah, because Tron, Tron blasted this out there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this, is, this is a Tron Carter. Uh, I've been on some text <laughs> chains talking about Billy Playfair with Tron over the last couple so, of weeks. Here, Don, Don Tinker texted at, or tweeted at Tron. He goes, or he actually, actually at uh, Josh uh, Burho. Um, when I was twelve or thirteen years old, my father took me to the '95 Players Champ, and Billy rolled his ball over in the rough. Travelers, travelers, yeah. <laughs> rolled his ball over in the rough with his iron on the fifth uh, par five six hole. We were ten feet from him when it happened, and I said, "That's illegal." And his caddy said, "Shut up, kid." That's with the caddy. Just an accomplice. You could be tried for conspiracy. I, I just, I don't know. I, it's, I guess I'll take that tweeter's word at face value. It's always kind of a slippery slope, but I, I have no reason to doubt the, the Twitter user. But Let me ask you another question. Yeah. What do you think about the Champions Tour being a little harsh on Billy when they, when they let... When they're poster boys, yeah. When they let two, they're two poster poster boys are. Uh, when their putters are yeah. an appendage, appendage coming out of the center of their chest cavity. Yeah, what do you, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this seems like is, targeting. They're targeting Playfair. <laughs> it is like kind of like the how the Packers get friendlier, you know, rules application compared to other teams. You think they're going for it? Just. Kind of like Draymond Green getting quicker, quicker uh, ejection, technical, quicker trigger. I don't know. So that that is an interesting point, Andy. That's quite inconsistent. My biggest takeaways, though, Tammy and Tammy, certainly number one. That's with the bullet, number one. Other one was his characterization of what the rules officials are out there to do. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. So. <clears throat> This this is so he won the USAM, won the USAM Publinks as a kid. Had a you know, as Bryson DeChambeau would say, he was in the USGA family. So here's his quote. What I always got from PJ Boatwright, who was the USGA rules ace back then, was that the rules officials were always there to help the players. They were th- they were not there 
to call penalties on you, not just to try to get you disqualified. That is the most absurd bullshit I've ever heard. Like, there's he cheated. no. Like, and also, like, they're not out there to try to get you disqualified. There's a middle ground there, Billy, like, between, like, helping you, you know, and not like out there trying to get you disqualified, you know, they, they, they're they there to administer the rules right, wrong and, ha- and love, you know, create a level playing field where everyone's playing by the same rules. They they're do help there. you too. <clears throat> they are a little, they're more than helpful, right? Yes. I mean, these guys call for rules officials for help on everything. Um, not play fair. He administers his own rules. So golf.com put that in this like Instagram post, this big like quote post. First like that I saw, Bryson DeChambeau. Someone who agrees, you know, USGA family, someone who agrees fervently with rules officials, you know, are just there to help you, not to call penalties on you. I mean, they kind of are. They're, they're there to call penalties and they're there to call and to help and they're they're occasionally to DQ you, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the most warped view uh, of why a rules official exists. Anyways, all right. Enough on Billy. May not play fair. Should we hit some news real quick? Yeah. Or you want to do flashback? What, whatever. Do you want flashback first, or you want <clears throat> you want news? Let's do uh, let's do some speed zone news real quick, real quick. Abe answer. I don't know. If I say call out Tiger, I'm kind of playing into the whole clickbaity nature of the story. That's he didn't call train. out Tiger. He just answered a question. <laughs> He's honest. His name's Honest Abe. Answer addressed who he might like to face in singles at Royal Melbourne. He said, I would like to play against Tiger. And that's the headline right there. I would like to play against Tiger. But he kept going. He goes, but the truth is our objective is to do everything we can to win. Winning a match in the singles would be very special. So we need to try to get the cup. I just... So this train is already off and running. Tiger's already put it on the bulletin board, you know, in the in the team room. I just, I don't know. Abe Answer doesn't even move his hands when he runs. And, and Tiger's a Navy SEAL. Like, this is, this, he has no chance. And this is going to be blown up into some kind of, you mess with the, you know, bull, what you if, get the horns wins, type though? thing. I'm using every... I'm butchering 10 cliches and metaphors, mixed metaphors here. I don't know. I guess he could win. The interesting part is Tiger is the captain here. So he's setting his own lineup, right? And the President's Cup, they go back and forth publicly, right? It's not a blind, it's not a blind lineup setting. So he's going to sit there. He's going to wait for Answer's name to be called in singles. And he's going to be like, me, I want that MF. So that's kind of intriguing, I guess. Yeah, is he going to be um, afraid of Abe, or is he going to be, you know... You think he'll run and try to hide and play against Tadwin or somebody like that? Yeah, I would try. Anyways. I would hide from Abe. I, I just, I don't think that's that big a story. What is this? Nothing. What are you playing? I was, I was trying to see if it pulled right up, but it didn't. What was it? I wanted to get classic Tammy in there. Okay. <laughs> Can't stop thinking about classic Tammy now. <laughs> uh, other news: Asian tour had a toxic smog delay. A bunch of guys played in face masks in New Delhi. Uh, something the P 
PM whatever level was 20 times the recommended level by the World Health Organization. Oh, that seems bad. It's good for Ah. the whole. That's good for the whole world. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Yeah, something. I'm just sad they're not playing at uh, DLF. Yeah. Yeah. Tip of my tongue. You finish my sentence. <laughs> you I can't, appreciate can't that. play everything at DLF or else it loses its charm. <laughs> uh, Patrick Reed comments eh, saying the Ryder Cup is over. It's definitely not over, but no. okay. That's not buried. He's got to play well, and he can't be a little shit. can't be an asshole. Um, one thing I loved today was Poulter bitching on Twitter. European Tour tweeted all these guys. So I guess Gary Player is just sitting like greenside, like the Emperor and the Coliseum, waiting for the players to come kiss his ring as they walk off the green. Well, it's his country like, club. It's like an elevated seat. He's like on this like platform, and he like steps down to, you know, give them a handshake. And Poulter is yelling in his tweet. Poulter's one of the like three pictures greeting Gary Player, and the other two didn't take their hat off. And Poulter's yelling at them about it. I think it's uh, How Tong Lee and Juiced, Luton. I'm surprised Poulter uh, had time to take a break from from uh, wishing Evan Boudreaux good luck on the <laughs> upcoming Purdue basketball season. That random Purdue guy. Uh, so, yeah, I just... I, 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 I don't know why this is news. I just think like Poulter's got to stop bitching. He's showing up his 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 fellow players. Well, maybe he's got beef with uh, with Houtong and uh and Here's Juice. life's news. I want to know, are you a hat removal guy? Yeah, I take my hat off all the time. When you go inside, yeah. you go in the clubhouse and you shake hands with people. Do you? I do. I'm very cognizant of it now, but like I'm not the kind of person who gets upset if you forget. Yeah, me either. That's the issue with Poulter. All right. Um, Sergio's gender reveal. You have any 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 comments? They're having a boy. Flowering crab apple was due, and whatever. Six. Let's get to Flashback Friday. It's time to move on from. You this. put a bunch of shit in here. Day comments about caddy changes. I don't oh, even yeah, know what that you means. see Day. We'll talk about Day after. All right, those fine. are just Let's some go good quotes. Let's go to We're going to 2009. Do you know what happened in 2009? We talked uh, about it on Wednesday. Tiger's Cadillac hit a hit a fire hydrant. I don't know. A lot of things happened in 09. What what at the Mayakoba? Was this uh Fred Funk? No. No. It's it's uh Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson Mark- tops Mr. 300. JJ <laughs> <J>. Henry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, God. To win. So, <laughs> so finishing in a tie for third was also another shotgun start favorite. Kevin Streelman, who, of course, fired an unbelievable Sunday round. He shot Sunday best 64 <laughs> to climb from obscurity into a tie for third. Oh, God. So late, late weather... A late weather change, a storm rolls in, and it's just, it's getting gnarly out there. Windy. Okay. Mark Wilson makes a bogey, and all of a sudden, J.J. Henry's one back of the lead. But uh, but then Henry bogeys the 16th and the 17th, 
Misses the green on the 18th, applies no pressure whatsoever. Wilson Wilson plays the last four, last five holes two over to win by two still. Um, and uh, he captures his second victory. So um, was this the year he got really hot? No, no, like, that was oh nine. Okay. That was this is oh nine. Oh, You're talking no, it was about 2010. It was later. It was, yeah, yeah, it was later. Okay. Next year. Um, or maybe 11. It might have been 11. Um, sounds right. So anyways, Wilson's only previous victory was the Honda Classic in 07. Okay. And this is, this is particularly relevant because of uh, what's been going on in pro golf lately with the rules. So he, took, uh, he, he won a four-man playoff in that event. But the big story was Wilson almost missed the cut because he took a two-stroke penalty he called the penalty on himself because wow. his caddy told another golfer in the group what club Wilson hit on a hole. Oh, what a timely... Violating a rule about not giving advice. What a timely flashback with that rule coming into play at Q School for LPGA and just the general... And Billy Playfair. Mayfair yeah. Shiftiness about it. Yeah. So it was, it was rule 8-1, but... Came to be known at this point in golf as the Mark Wilson rule. Oh, how about that? So, okay. so we'll get a little bit more into that in a second. One thing we talked about on Wednesday was like, when did this thing become an op- when? So it was an opposite field event, and it was sponsored by OHL. Um, yeah, one, I remember that. Miguel Villar said he's hopeful that within two years, this tournament will get its own weekend on the PGA Tour calendar instead of being overshadowed by the match play. He said that uh, the global economic crunch could open up a spot, and his company would take that week immediately. Interesting. So that's what happened. Two years later, they were not an opposite field event anymore. Um, Is OHL still the sponsor, though? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Okay. Um, So anyways, back to Wilson and uh, the Honda Classic. (laughs) So this is from a 2010 Golf Channel interview with Randall Mel. Um, Honda fans will always remember you for how you won, for the integrity you showed calling a penalty on yourself. How much are you still asked about it? I'm amazed how much it lingers and people still talk about it. I truly believe if I hadn't, if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't have won the tournament. I was Love going it. through the motions that week, and I just didn't really have it. That penalty was something that spurred me on. After that happened, I birdied six holes to put myself in uh, in position to even think about winning, and I played great on Saturday and ended up prevailing in the playoff. You didn't fire your caddy, Chris Jones, for the transgression that day. In he fact, did, wait. He, he didn't. So no, okay. this is Randall Mel. Uh, okay. In fact, you're still together, right? This is our fifth year together. Chris probably thought he finished. Uh, he, was, he was finished as your caddy that day from Randall again. Um, yep. We all make mistakes, and it was a big one at the time. I was disappointed. It was weird. It was a weird situation. He was giving the spec of the club. It wasn't like he was saying, "Hey, it's a five iron." He was saying, "It's an eighteen degree." I think what? in his head he didn't realize that was wrong. We had a talk <laughs> when he, we he, when he started first working for me that this is something we don't do. Maybe other caddies signal across the tee box to other caddies, but we don't do that. You might give it, uh, give it to the TV guys, but you don't give it to the other players because that's cheating. He was distraught, 
but he's a, a positive force on my bag. He helps me a ton. We have good camaraderie, and he knows my game as well as I do. That's a great, that's a great story. Okay. I love this. So next, Randall Mel comes in again. This, uh, the rule you penalize your caddy for breaking falls in the kind of gray area and might be one, uh, one of the most violated rules on tour. Should the rule be changed? When I think, and this is Wilson again, when I think about someone breaking that rule, it's just laziness. All you have to do is walk over to someone's bag on the tee box and see what club is missing. Right. If someone can't do that, it's just being lazy. I don't look at the rule as needing to be changed. Overall, I wish caddies and other competitors would hold it in the same regard because I don't think everyone does. It's a tough one in the sense that people who might break the rule would argue, hey, I'm just helping out a fellow brother out here. We're all family. Like they are being nice about it, but it's against the rules. I like this. All right. Just a moment of, you know, honesty and integrity from Mark Wilson. Yeah. Put him in the, the Brian Davis Hall of Fame. I, you yeah. know, Mark Call Wilson. Call the penalty. Mark, I learned a lot about Mark Wilson from this interview. So, <laughs> are there any other gray areas in the rules that, uh, like that which get violated? All right, Wilson, the only thing that comes to mind is where a ball last crossed the hazard. Shout out Shaggy Kang. Shout out Shaggy Kang. You know, <laughs> so, man, we don't need to go into it. But they did this live action Little Mermaid. Uh, on ABC this week and my kids were watching it. So they have performers like uh-huh. Queen Latifah's Ursula and the shaggy. crab. Yeah. Sebastian was shaggy came out in all red. I started laughing on the couch and I was like, what's so funny? I was like, oh, I'm just thinking of this Korean golfer, Sun Kane. Like, did, what? did he, did he sing on this kid's TV show? Uh, his big <laughs> <head> song. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was laughing about that. As it he, wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Is this the guy that sings like saw me banging on the counter?" Like, and, and now he's singing as like you know Sebastian, Sebastian the, the, cr- the crustacean. What, like, oh, what a God. what an epic fall from from. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I was just thinking of Sun Kane the whole time. All right, that's great. That is a gray area, right? Yeah. I mean, we heard about Rory Sabatini maybe getting in the gray area at the 3M this year. So. Um. And last question. He had a long thing about the the where it crosses. Last question from Randall was, "How often do you see cheating in a year?" I can't. In Wilson, I can't think of an instance. I might occasionally see a caddy flashing what club was hit. Some people might not call that cheating. When I see that, it might have been to a TV guy over my shoulder. It might have uh, might have thought it was to another player. I can't think of anything. It's still a gentleman's game, and we call penalties on ourselves. Some call penalties on ourselves, as Ooh. we learned from. That's a nice correction. Well, I, I it, correct. It's your ad, yeah, okay. That's as we just learned. That's from, your ad lib. All right, a Mister Mayfair, <laughs> Mister Billy. <laughs> um, I'm still impressed when a guy comes out of the woods and say, "Hey, you know what? My my ball moved back there, and I replaced it, and I added a shot to my score." Fantastic. Mark Wilson. This is kind of an uplifting Friday. There Re- are good good honorable souls out Real there. Real gentlemen of the game. Has he played recently? Yeah, is he, he, he was in the field, field in, uh, what's it called? Bermuda? Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, he's a local Chicago guy. Him and Streelman. 
That might Wilson be the is? only time that two Chicago guys finished in the top three of a tournament. Here's my thing with Wilson, though. Like, the guy's won. You know, yeah. he, he might have won it. He's like one at a Ricky. He clip. got to the top <laughs> of the mountain. Now, he's won like four times or so. I think he won three times there in like the first half of a year. He was ranked number one in the world for like a good chunk of the season. By world, you mean FedEx Cup, just yes. to make it clear. Right. He won He won the Sony and the Career Builder. And Humana, or yeah, yeah. Clinton Foundation, Bob Hope, Humana, <laughs> Career Builder, whatever else it's been called. I think he's just riding it out till that senior tour. Guess that him and Playfair will be out there together then. <laughs> so one of the more done. honorable guys and one of the least honorable guys. So he's actually done stuff. I'm okay with him getting into opposite field events a little bit, so... All right, good flashback. I like that. Are we done? He got you DQ'd about- from Barracuda. I wonder what he got DQ'd for. Ooh, I don't know. What the could Mark, it be? The Mark Wilson story takes a turn. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Jason Day thing? I, this- he, he's blaming his season on bad on, on his caddies. He had four caddies, right? <laughs> Stevie. David oh, Lewis. Wilson his... got popped for uh, the improper green book. Oh, I vaguely recall that. I think I think I went after Mark Wilson on the, on this topic. <laughs> oh. But I'm going to have to say that I uh I'm going to retract it after after <laughs> understanding the story. Uh So I went through 30 caddies on this. I'm on my fourth according to day. I need I need not to have to worry about that to be successful. Dude, you're in charge, man. You're making all these changes. All those things I was worrying about throughout this year were a distraction. I feel like I've got a good team back together. Allegedly, this is an article by Will Gray, friend of the prog- program, I think, maybe. He may hate the program, for all I know. I like Will, though. So I like Will, too. I do too. I just don't know if he likes us or listens. So he probably Day, hates us. <laughs> Day, and this is according to Will Gray's article. He's added both a golf trainer and a physio trainer. <laughs> there are a lot of maladies and injuries. I guess he needs multiple trainers. It's Phys- just ridiculous. Know. So he and a golf like and a physio trainer. Do they like have weekly meetings together and collaborate? Like how? How? Do, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> Four caddies, but like it's like he had no agency in the matter. You know, it was, everybody was distracting him. Like he didn't hire and fire him. So I feel like I've got a good team back together. I think the biggest thing for me is to be healthy. It's like yes, we're aware. I mean, golf is tough enough as it is. If I'm giving these guys an advantage with me being, you know, having a sore back or having an injury, it's not the right way to go about it. It's not professional. I don't know how professional. What does that mean? You know what happens with Day, too, is it seems like the ouchies come when he's in the hunt. Just, well, I mean, it adds a little sugar to the narrative. Yeah. Soldiering through. Seems like the ouchies are are a... a, a thing that's dependent on contention. All right. So those are some Jason Day quotes. I don't know. The caddy sounds like a little. sounds like you're set up to lose here with the with the day uh, caddy job. Yeah. Seriously. And how are you supposed to stand out with so many so many members on the team? You know, <laughs> he's bound to be play favorite. 
How, I mean, trainer, like, how do all of those people work? Do they all exclusively work for him? I doubt that. I like, what happens when days like we're playing three straight weeks and I need my physio <clears throat> and my golf trainer with me what all is, the time? What's a golf trainer? Just like what's the difference on... between them? I don't know. I'm confused. I'm sure there's Bryson could tell us. I don't know. So, how, what do you think Bryson's up to weight wise? What do he's going for two thirty, two thirty five? I, I mean, he looks jacked right now. He's working out on that equipment that has his silhouette <laughs> on it. I don't know that we ever talked about that. Got home gym equipment with your own personal logo, your silhouette, and the Hogan cap. Anyways, I'll reserve judgment. Hey, um, who's going to have a better career, Bryson or John Rom? John Rom. Is that what? Do you, who do you think? I think that's a good question. They're about the same age. I mean, I think Bryson's going to be one of these guys who feasts on the WGC and FedEx Cups and kind of. I mean, Rom feasts on the Rolex series, <laughs> and then like you know, the circuits get you know overheated at majors. Kind of the numbers and the integers go haywire. So get, get Rom's got eight wins, and Bryson's got six wins. 111 starts, I, I guess a little less because Bryce and a lot of them were web. So they've they about got the about the same starts and they're about the same age. About the same age, right? That's a good comp. Good. I think Rom. I think Rom. I, I, like, uh, the, I like the thumb too. In this. So, All right. Anything else? I think the thumb's going to win a major this year. Which one? Harding Park? Maybe the Masters. Would be a good one. Would be a good one. All right. Anything else? You good? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm done. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, it's Victory Friday. I'm nervous. Enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. Hopefully, Mayakoba is done by Sunday night. And uh, we will check in with you guys on uh, Monday morning. Mm-hmm.